Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I want to read, have a few minutes here. I want to read Proverbs 6 to you. I believe uh, Proverbs is an excellent source of God's wisdom, so I just want to read this to you, and we may have some asides as we go, maybe not. Um, this probably will not be as long as some of uh, my more recent things, such, such as that summary. Um, Alright, so Proverbs 6, verse 1. My son, if you have become surety, guaranteed a debt or obligation for your neighbor, if you have given your pledge for the debt of a stranger or another outside your family, if you have been snared with the words of your lips, if you have been trapped by the speech of your mouth, do this now, my son, and relief, release. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. And release yourself from the obligation, since you have come into the hand of your neighbor. See, under the old laws, the way they looked at things governing a debt, if you're obligated for another's debt, you know you could easily lose your land, your home, your clothing. You know. You and your wife and your children could be sold into slavery and not be released until, you know, maybe like in the Jewish customs until maybe a year of Jubilee. So, so it was not a good idea, and it still is not really, to sign on and take a, you know, back up someone else's debt, you know. <clears throat> Go humble yourself and plead with your neighbor to pay his debt and release you. Give no unnecessary sleep to your eyes, nor slumber to your eyelids. Tear yourself away like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter and like a bird from the hand of the fowler. So, you know, get yourself out of that situation is what he's saying. Get your Because this situation is a bad situation. It's going to get you into trouble. It's going to hurt you. Um, tear yourself away like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, you know. Like a bird from the hand of the fowler, you know, get yourself out of this terrible situation, this trap, and, uh, you know, humble yourself and plead with your neighbor to get out of that if possible. You know, have them pay that debt off or find another way and release you from your obligation. Okay, <clears throat> verse 6. Go to the ant, O lazy one. Observe her ways and be wise, which having no chief, overseer, or ruler, she prepares her food in the summer and brings in her provisions of food for the winter in the harvest. How long will you lie down, O lazy one? When will you arise from your sleep and learn self-discipline? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to lie down and rest. So your poverty will come like an approaching prowler who walks slowly but surely. And your need will come like an armed man making you helpless. A worthless person, a wicked man, is one who walks with it. Okay, hold on. So at the end of verse 11, we're in in a thought there. And this is a thought about someone who's being a sluggard, who's not working. Um, there is, you know, statements to the effect in the New Testament that someone who doesn't work shouldn't eat. And while I would not want anyone to starve or anything... Here he gives us an example of the ant as, you know, being workers and bringing in their provisions and storing up for themselves and making sure that they're taken care of. It's important that we follow this type of thing, especially if you're 
having a family or wanting to have a family, you want to make sure that you're uh, that you're disciplined enough to uh, to provide for them and make sure that you have enough. You know, certainly God is going to take care of you and help give you the opportunities you need, but you have to do your part. You have to do your work. I think, you know, God for the opportunity I have that I have uh, a good job and a, a good way to support myself and my family. So, uh, but I realize that comes from God. That's not really of my my own doing. I do have my part to play, and I have to do my part. But uh, God is the one who blesses me with the opportunities and the chances to do these things. Okay, so verse twelve. Now he's changing to a different a different uh, thought here. A worthless person, a wicked man, is one who walks with a perverse, corrupt, vulgar mouth who winks with his eyes in mockery, who shuffles his feet to signal, who points with his fingers to give subversive instruction, who perversely in his heart plots trouble and evil continually, who spreads discord and strife. Therefore the crushing weight of his disaster will come suddenly upon him. Instantly he will be broken and there will be no healing or remedy because he has no heart for God. So this is a person who, I think this is purely plain that, uh, you know, they're a worthless person, they're a wicked person, they they talk with a perverse mouth, they wink with their eyes, you know, they, they do these little signals, um, do things maybe with their fingers to give uh, subversive instructions, you know, we know this type of thing, um, you know. People who, in their heart, they plot trouble and evil, and they sow discord and strife. So we know, you know, we know those types of people to avoid. Um, and the result for them is not good, because they're sowing the seeds of their own destruction, whether they know it or not. So verse 16, These six things the Lord hates, indeed seven are repulsive to him, a proud look, the attitude that makes one overestimate oneself and discount others, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that creates wicked plans, feet that run swiftly to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, even half-truths, and one who spreads discord um, rumors among brothers. So these things, you know, six things God hates seven are repulsive so the last is the seventh and one who spreads discord rumors among brothers that is repulsive but these first six god hates you know that that a proud look that's the attitude of one who is you know you're full of yourself you're proud of yourself and uh, a lying tongue someone who's lying of course hands that shed innocent blood and we know this happens murders all the time and can relate this straight to and we often do relate this straight to abortions because that is murdering of the most innocent blood um, a heart that creates wicked plans well of course uh, feet that run swiftly to evil meaning oh they're excited they want to carry out whatever that bad or wrong thing is um, a false witness when you lie about someone to get them into trouble Alright, going to continue on with verse 20. 
My son, be guided by your father's God-given commandment instruction, and do not reject the teaching of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart in your thoughts, and tie them around your neck. When you walk about, they, the godly teachings of your parents, will guide you. When you sleep, they will keep watch over you, and when you wake, they will talk to you. For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching of the law is light, and reproofs, rebukes for discipline, are the way of life. So that is, you know, that's about learning. That's about the way of life and the way we learn from our parents. In verse 24, to keep you from the evil woman, from the flattery of the smooth tongue of an immoral woman, do not desire lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her capture you with her eyelashes. For on account of a prostitute, one is reduced to a piece of bread, to be eaten up, to be used. And the immoral woman hunts with a hook the precious life of a man. Can a man take fire to his chest and his clothes not be burned? Or can a man walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? So is the one who goes into his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her will not be found innocent or go unpunished. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is hungry. But when he is found, he must repay seven times what he stole. He must give all the property of his house, if necessary, to meet his fine. But whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks common sense and sound judgment and an understanding of moral principles. He who would destroy his soul does it. Wounds and disgrace he will find, and his reproach, blame, will not be blotted out, for jealousy enrages the wronged husband. He will not spare the guilty one on the day of vengeance. He will not accept any ransom offered to buy him off from demanding full punishment, nor will he be satisfied though you offer him many gifts, bribes. So that has been Proverbs 6. I think the last of that is easy to understand. Um, while it all, um, it kind of all goes together in a, uh, in a longer thought, it is also, uh, also can be taken individually as certain nuggets of wisdom as well. So, so again, that is Proverbs 6. I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. Remember to stay safe. And remember that God loves you.